Hi, I'm Jack Bailey, and welcome to the Blue Line Report. In today's episode, we talk to Tej Dollywall from the Larsh cast, which you should totally go check out after this episode. Hey, Tej. Hey, how you doing, Jack? I'm very good. How are you? Doing pretty good. It's a beautiful day. I just finished at work. Um, going home, going to catch up on some Twitter and all that nonsense on you know that you get with Hockey Talk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the newly named Seattle Kraken, uh, series you're looking forward to, maybe the potential rivalry of the Seattle Kraken and uh, Vancouver Canucks. So let's the start with that. definite rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> definite rivalry. Because when the Vegas Golden Knights came in, a lot of people thought the Coyotes were going to be a big rivalry, but that didn't really turn out. But I feel like with Vancouver, you know, they're more of a hockey city than Arizona. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's definitely a lot of possibility for a cool it's, rivalry. It's, it's already being teams. dubbed the I-5 series. So, uh, you know, that's the that's the state, interstate that connects Van, uh, Vancouver and Seattle. Uh, so it's going to be an exciting, exciting rivalry. Uh, we've been, you know, looking forward to it for a long time. Uh, we kind of like to consider ourselves the rivals with the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers, but you know, they're the Battle of Alberta is a, its own animal, and and so we're we're just kind of like clawing from the outside. But here we have a, a, an actual Pacific Northwest rivalry, which is gonna which is gonna be great for for this city and for Seattle, um, you know, and for hockey as well. So looking forward to that. So the Seattle Kraken announced their logo, which has gotten a lot of positive response. What do you what do you think about the logo and the uh, jersey design? Well, I thought it was really well done. Uh, the The whole presentation was was pretty excellent in in terms of how they you know presented it and released uh, the information and kind of captivated everybody and engaged uh, engaged the audience. And uh, the only thing I you know I didn't like was that there was no crack in, in the actual video. You know, I was hoping to see a crack and pop out of the water and and maybe overtake the city of Seattle and and find its way to the arena, the Climate Pledge Arena. But that didn't happen. But other than that, it was great to see, you know, beautiful designed logo. The colors of the jersey were really, really well designed. And uh, the Seattle, uh, you know, having the tower there uh, uh, in the logo. Um, uh, well, sorry, what's the name of that tower? The Sky what's needle. it called? The the, the the yeah, the needle, the, the space needle. Uh, it was sure, great to see that in the yeah yeah to see that in the logo design, and uh, I like the eyes uh, with the S as well. So uh, really exciting stuff there. Yeah, um, I was like during the live stream, uh, right before they announced the uh, the logo, they had a little silent period on NHL.com, and I thought like I was freaking out. I'm like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently that was happening happening for a lot of people, so I was reassured, and then they got the sound back. Uh, but I thought the presentation was pretty cool. I'm not... Uh, I like it, but I feel like they just could have done so much more. I feel, I've saw, I've seen, like, a bunch of really cool concepts where, like, there's, like, the big Kraken hanging over the Space Needle or something yeah. or the Kraken. Like, I like the S. It's very simplistic, but it's also very... Like, I like the tentacle in it, and it's just very cool logo but i uh-huh. think they just could have done so much more with it i i think i've honestly would have preferred um like an actual like octopus in the logo but it's still or squid a squid not an or octopus squid. right but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know i i honestly i mean the logo i like the logo the both both versions are good um i hear what you're saying and obviously you know anytime you know there's a new debut there's always going to be a little bit of you know nitpicking and dissecting and everything that's going on there but again i go back to the actual video presentation when 
you know they hyped it up and and they're out at sea and they're they're fishing with the fishing nets and uh, you know I'm thinking about that movie Clash of the Titans and and seeing an actual kraken kind of like a huge monstrosity come out of the water um, that was pretty epic and you know I felt like they could have done something there uh, like you mentioned either going over the space needle or or over the arena uh, something to that regard and maybe they're waiting to do that. Uh, when the puck drops in Seattle, that could be another video presentation that they're they're saving that. But uh, I do think, you know, on the note of the octopus or squid that you mentioned, uh, I think that we're going to see uh, the squid on the ice in game one, I think. Uh, it's going to be a tradition, I believe, uh, in Seattle, just like the octopus is a tradition in Detroit. Um, and then you have the catfish in Nashville. I think we're going to see squid being tossed on the ice in Seattle. Uh, I would bet. I would bet a lot on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I was pretty happy. I couldn't really nitpick too much. It's, it's a new team, and you know, they, they they nailed the colors and the jersey. You know, it's good enough for me. Uh, but I do understand the sentiment that they could have done more. I mean, obviously, we can always do more in life, right? But uh, it is what it is. Yeah, I think the. Um... The main logo was could have been better. I think they completely nailed that shoulder patch. Oh, oh yeah. it's so beautiful. It's just, it works on so many levels. It's just so amazing. I love it. <laughs> I can see them. I, the, it's a perfect shoulder patch. A lot of people have, I've seen quite a few designs. Where, Is that your favorite part of the jersey then? Yeah. Oh, yes. 100%. Uh, I've seen quite a few designs where they've had like third jersey, uh, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. there's like that secondary logo uh, on like the crest of the jersey. Mm-hmm. I personally mm-hmm. think it's just perfect just to stay up on that shoulders, but yeah. I think it's beautiful logo. I love the color scheme. I yeah, think it, sure. they did a very well good job. As much as I like to nit- nitpick. I think they did a great job with um, the presentation, yeah. like you said, with them uh, out at sea, like uh, catching with the fishnet, the gold mm-hmm, horn. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just really cool presentation. I think they did really mm-hmm. well with that. But, uh, you know. <laughs> not not, <laughs> not like too much it. to complain about overall, I think. <laughs> no, no. I think it was a yeah. uh, pretty good logo. Speaking of logos, uh, the Ottawa Senators uh, apparently leaked their new... 2D logo that they're going to be changing to uh, in the 2020-2021 logo. Yeah, I uh, saw uh, that. I saw that earlier. Yeah. Season. <laughs> uh, have you? So you've had had a I, chance. I think I I, 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 I came across the, it on Twitter. I believe. Um, I, it's it's just the word sends, isn't it? Uh, or am I thinking about a different one here? Um, um so this logo. Here I can. Uh, so this logo. It they're going back to that old uh, 2D shape where it's the uh, here I can actually send it to you. Um, it's the senator, right? The, yeah, it's the, the old the uh, helmet, like kind of like the like a, a Trojan helmet warrior kind of a. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I I, I, I thought I came across it. I just have to. I'll see the logo you send it to me. But what are your what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you like the the 2D I, logo there? I like it. Um, I think I. I think Ottawa just really wants to separate themselves from this era. Like this era's done. The Eric Carlson uh, mm-hmm. era it's is over era. in Ottawa. They're mm-hmm. gonna start the new Brady Kachuk, Tom Shabbat yeah. era, and I think yeah, I think it's a good logo. 
Yeah, but I think I it's a, on that note, I think you make a good point. Yeah, it is a new era. And so sometimes when you embark upon a new era, it's good to have a fresh start, fresh, clean slate. Um, we all know a lot of drama off the ice with Ottawa um, and ownership there and, 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 and coaching. And so it, I think it is important to kind of have a clean slate as much as possible. I mean, that noise, that background noise is going to come carry along you know, with the Senators, as long as Eugene Melnick is the owner. Um, but uh, for the players, I think uh, it, it might give them something to rally around uh, uh, and also for the fans of the new core and the new core that's developing. I mean, you guys have a lot of draft picks and, and uh, prospects in the system now. And so, I mean, Ottawa it could be one of the fastest rebuilding teams the NHL's ever seen uh, if they do it, if they continue to do it right um, and they hold on to the right, right players and they don't, you know, get, trade away the wrong ones or, or trade away the too many picks there. So uh, I think the Senators are going to be a, a, a force um, very sh- shortly, maybe within you know three to four years or so. Uh, uh, they might see a quick turnaround there, but uh, or even three, two to three years potentially. But, you know, because Brady Kachuk and, and Thomas Shabbat are already, you know, two foundational pieces that you guys have in place. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's an exciting time for Sens fans. That's That's for sure. Uh, yeah, the Ottawa Senators are, uh, they have two picks in the top five this year, so mm-hmm. should get uh, two more very solid players coming into their already very young franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, leads me into my next question. How do you think the NHL handled the draft lottery situation? Well, uh, you know, being from Vancouver, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not the fondest uh, you know, I don't. I don't feel the the, the best about the lottery. <laughs> We've we haven't had the uh, the mo- most lottery luck uh, per se. But uh, I thought it went okay. Um, it's a definitely exciting and, and quite riveting to see Team E, you know, win the lottery and, and not know who's going to be Team E. And it and it definitely creates some more excitement around the the playing around here because a lot of teams and a lot of fans, you know, they. They're looking at the, it's like a win-win situation. Your team wins and goes to the playoffs or your team loses and you get a chance to draft uh, Lafreniere or, or um, you know, uh, rebuild your, add to your team. Like the Penguins, for example, you know, they they already have Crosby, Malkin and, and the likes and they can potentially lose to the Canadians, which I don't see happening, but that potential is there. And if they lose and they win that secondary lottery, well, now they're adding Lafreniere to the mix. That's very intriguing from an NHL perspective. Um, but I also have heard on the, on the flip side of that, it's it's almost an embarrassment uh, on the league for uh, teams that are are that good to to be uh, to have a chance to win the lottery uh, and draft a, a, a superstar potential in Lafreniere. So I can see it both ways. Personally, I think. It adds more to the intrigue. Um, as a Canucks fan, um, you know we're in the middle of this, like we're kind of at the tail end of this rebuild. Uh, we we have a new core in place, um, and I do have high hopes for this team this year. Uh, I do believe that they're gonna beat the Wild uh, handedly, and 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 you know potentially have some momentum to carry along with them through round one. And I could I could very well see this team uh, be a true dark horse in the playoffs this year. But that being said, if they lose. Well, it's that win-win situation, and we have a chance to our, our highest lottery odds that we've ever had. If we lose to draft number one and, and at twelve point five percent, right? So uh, there is a little bit of that added excitement there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it went off without a hitch. Uh, the lottery machine itself looks pretty darn high tech, I'd say. And and uh, you know, obviously, you don't you know, there's a little bit of a 
skepticism always about uh, how legitimate the process is. But uh, I think I think it went off without a hitch. And obviously, uh, you know, I I believe it's legitimate myself. But uh, you know, you always hear all that noise around uh, fans and and whatnot. But <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, uh, there's obviously conspiracy theories think this ended up too perfect yeah, for the NHL. <laughs> but um, you know, I. I get why they wanted to get that draft lottery before because, you know, there was, mm-hmm. it felt like there was no, nothing going on at the point. So to yeah. talk about actual hockey and not talking about uh, Connor McDavid's TikTok was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I no, think it definitely generated some excitement in the middle of a pandemic here. Exactly. Um, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I get why they did it. Um, I liked, I liked it. I thought it went very well, and uh, yeah, I'm very happy with what happened. Well, Ottawa didn't win, so are you really that happy? Because I thought you guys had the best shot at number one. Uh, I would, okay. I would assume most Sens fans are a little, little bit upset about the results there, but you still get two picks in the top five, and th- and those are going to be two very good players. Uh, I mean, Quinton Byfield going to be he could arguably go number one too uh, you guys are drafting second overall or sorry no you're drafting third and fifth correct uh, yes i'm going to yeah, okay, uh, so. state a fact that i'm not necessarily an ottawa senators fan oh, okay I, okay i like the team and uh the other ontario team uh yeah i'm a leafs fan. it's okay to admit your true feelings no, no harm done <laughs> exactly um yeah i'm a Leafs fan so hey oh god you should have told you should have warned me about that earlier (laughs) as a canucks fan you know how i feel about the leafs (laughs) Uh, i might have lost a guest so you know (laughs) having some technical difficulties here oh (laughs) um so like you know as a toronto fan and i mean as a vancouver fan you can feel like you know if all all things anything happens let's say everything turns for the worst and you like drop out of the playoffs and you lose to Minnesota, you know, you still have that, Hey, there's still a possibility that you can mm-hmm. add to your already stacked young team mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Lafreniere. So, he's you know, gonna, he's going to be a big boost to any team that lands him. That's for sure. He definitely will. He played phenomenal in the, um, in the World Juniors, and he played uh-huh. a really solid year with Res- Rasmuski <laughs> in the QJMHL, QMJHL. Uh-huh. Ugh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we know you're a Canucks fan. So other than yes. the Canucks versus the Minnesota Wild, which series are you looking forward to the most? Well, now that you mentioned that you're a Leafs fan, I'm looking forward to seeing Columbus oh, beat the Leafs, actually, in the play around here. Uh, you, know, uh, <laughs> you know, I got to start with that one. Uh, I think everybody, though, has their eyes glued on the Leafs. Uh, uh, we want to see what this core of, that the Leafs have uh, is going to do this year because we all know they're up against the cap as well. Um, and there's going to be potentially a lot of changes coming uh, on that back end, especially uh, uh, I believe they only have one, maybe two players signed on the back end for next year. And so... Uh, a lot of change and a lot of names being dropped that could be potential trade, you know, trade bait. Uh, guys like William Nylander or, uh, you know, uh, Kapanen there. So, Casper uh, Kapanen. So, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a series that I have my eye on. Um, I do believe I, I did pick Toronto to win. I do believe they'll pull it off. 
Um, I'm saying they'll win in five. Uh, Columbus, though, you know, they have that experience last year being up against the number one team in the league and and uh, upsetting them. And so uh, that was quite a quite a spectacle. I was one of the only guys uh, that I saw around Twitter or, or elsewhere that picked Columbus to win and, and, and to take down the Tampa Bay Lightning, who everybody thought was going to steamroll them. Um, so I saw, you know, Columbus, they had, uh, had a bigger, heavier, you know, nastier team. Um, great defenseman, Seth Jones, comes to mind. He's healthy again this year uh, for these play-ins, so he could be a huge difference maker. Uh, of course, Zach Rensky is another big name. Um, the thing about Columbus is that they they have young goaltending, a combination of two guys that could, you know, arguably steal a series, either one of them. And so um, Freddie Anderson's going to have to, you know, stand on his head and play play absolutely, you know, lights out for the Leafs to win. Um, the offensively, Columbus they lost a few key pieces. Um, you know, Artemi Panarin, the biggest one, and so I don't know if they have the same punch uh, necessarily on offense, but I think they have a really well-rounded uh, group of guys there, and uh, I do think Josh Anderson is healthy as well, and he could be a difference maker in that playoff series too. So uh, that's one series I'm looking forward to. Um, looking at um, you know, a couple more like Penguins and, and the Habs. Uh, obviously, the historic Habs always a fun watch. But for me, it's more about watching Sidney Crosby play playoff hockey again. Um, you know, after long quarantine, five months of a layoff. Uh, you know, getting to to watch Crosby and also Melkin uh, play playoff hockey is always exciting for any hockey fan. Um, and so I think Crosby will take over that series as he often takes over many games and many playoff series. And uh, I don't think the Habs have much of a chance. So looking forward to that series in the sense of seeing Crosby dominate and and end it quickly. Um, just love watching that kid, guy play. He 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 is the penultimate playoff you know warrior. Uh, he you know his 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 possession skills down low is. I could I could rattle off a whole, a whole array of you know complimentary things to say about Crosby, but just watching him play hockey, uh, he is just uh, he's a treat. And uh, you know you, you look at guys like McDavid who are are fast and 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 you know they have mad dangles and quick you know quick feet, but can they do the same things in a tighter space? And we all know playoff hockey is a much tighter game, and so I'm looking to see. You know, speaking of another series, making the transition there off of Crosby, I'm looking forward to seeing the Edmonton Oilers take on the the, the notorious Blackhawks with Patty Kane and and Jonathan Taze leading the bunch. I mean, you saw them in that uh, exhibition game; uh, they they were looking pretty sharp. And, and you know, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, they were looking on the outs this season before the pandemic hit, and now they have a chance to to make the playoffs again. And and that's all you need to tell. Jonathan Taze and Kane and Keith and all those guys out there. Uh, Robin Leonard and goal could be a huge difference maker for them. Um, much better upgrade on uh, Corey Crawford and Nett. So uh, there, there's uh, a lot of intrigue in that series. Um, I think but, uh, uh, um, at the trade deadline, Robin Leonard was dealt to Vegas. So oh, sorry. Have- I'm, not ta- I'm not talking about Leonard. There's, uh, who else do they have? Sorry. Chicago. Uh, they're going to have to rely on uh, their goalie tandem they- of... Corey Crawford and Malcolm Subban, who they received in that. Okay, okay. Robert so Leonard sorry, mixed mix that up there. Sorry. No problem. Um, so Corey Crawford, well, he's health, he's healthier now. I mean, that being said, I think that goaltending is the weakness for them. Then, so uh, Drysaddle and McDavid versus Taze and Kane. That's going to be an interesting two on two battle of superstars. There, obviously, Kane and Taze are on the down downside of their careers. There, 
Um, speaking of Leonard, though, let's go to the, let's ch- transition to Vegas. Uh, that's a team that you know waiting in the wings, right? They they uh, have a strong bunch, and um, you know uh, Flurry is a bit older, but Leonard, you know, just talking about that team overall. If Leonard can step in for Flurry, because I don't know if Flurry's got the same, he's got the same level of of play left in him. Uh, goaltending is always a tricky subject. Um, some goaltenders can last well into their late thirties, and others kind of start to tail off. And so I think Vegas was really smart to pick up Leonard um, as a backup to Flurry. I'm not sure who's going to be starting in net there. I would assume it's Flurry based on his experience and and the fact that he was the number one guy for most of this year. But yeah, I mean Vegas is obviously waiting in the wings there. But um, one other series, obviously, you got to be excited about the Capitals too, Ovechkin. Uh, you know. Uh, anytime you get to watch him play, he looks fresh in the exhibition game, two goals. You know, it's like, it's easy for him. It's like, it's like walking for him. You know, you know, I, I like the chirp that uh, um, Pasternak was saying about uh, Tom Wilson being the best goal scorer yeah. uh, in the league. And, and so I, I don't know what, what Pasta is thinking there. He's just kind of feeding, he's feeding a beast and giving him bulletin board material there. But I don't think you need to give Alexander Ovechkin too much material. He, he's hungrier. Uh, again, you know, nowadays uh, after his cup run, he, he knows he can win uh, another cup or two. Uh, and he's also chasing Gretzky's record. So he, he's not uh, tailing off anytime soon in terms of his play. I think uh, the Capitals are a team to watch out for this year. They could very well win another cup. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, just a couple other teams to wrap it up here. I'm, look, I'm excited to see what the Flyers can do this year. Everybody's kind of talking about them as a dark horse or even a real contender. Uh, they, they could... They could be a sneaky good pick to win the cup this year as well. Um, it'll be exciting to see if that that comes to fruition. Uh, they got a really deep team uh, up front, and you know potential Selkie winner and Sean Couturier, who who had a great great couple of seasons back to back, and uh, you know he had a, a great run in the playoffs last year too. He he's one of those players that uh, he can take over a series just based on his two way prowess, right? So. Um, that'll be an exciting team to watch. Uh, and obviously the main series that I'm focused on, uh, my main team, the Vancouver Canucks here. Um, yeah. You know, this is this is the time for either put up or shut up. And and Jim Benning, you know, he's got a lot riding on this team. Uh, you know, having dealt, uh, you know, Tyler Madden and, and a second round pick for Tyler Toffoli at the deadline, it kind of signaled, signaled that he, he was kind of going all in on this team. Uh, I wouldn't say all all in, but obviously it's a message that he believes this team can do damage. And, you know, there's a lot of, of, of noise in, in this market about Jim Benning. You know, he's got a lot of detractors. Some people don't believe he has what it takes to build a true contender uh, based on some of his prior signings and cap management skill or lack thereof, uh, you know, signings like Jay Beagle and, and uh, you know, uh, Brandon Sutter extension there and, and uh, Louis Erickson, obviously. And so, um, there's a lot of detractors who don't believe he is the right GM for this team. Uh, I'm not one of those. Um, I believe this. This you know, Jim Benning has has a, a quite the quite the pedigree, and and he's got a hockey mind from a very young age. His father was a scout for 38 years. Benning was a pl- a, 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 gr- a good player. He, he was a great scout for Buffalo, director there of amateur scouting, and then he went on to win a cup with the Boston Bruins as an assistant general manager. And here in Vancouver, you see what what he's doing with his team. He he's got a core in place that looks fantastic. Uh, Pedersen and Hughes are going to be dynamic game changers for this franchise for the next decade. 
and you surround them with some guys like JT Miller, uh, Tyler Toffoli. You know, you got the Bo Horvat, Brock Bessers of the world. And, uh, you know, our weakness is on our back end because it's really just Quinn Hughes. And, you know, Tyler Myers is a good veteran presence. After this year, he'll be the, after next year, he'll be the only defender that we have signed uh, for term. Um, and Edler's on a one, he's got one year left on his deal after this year. And Chris Tanev might walk this year. So that's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very exciting time for Canucks fans and also a very nervous time for Canucks fans because it's a lot unknown about the future. A lot of guys we need to sign. We're up against the cap, as a lot of people know. Um, so that's where, that's where you know my 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 heart is set on this team. I believe uh, they will beat the Wild handedly. I think that the, I'm predicting a sweep personally. I think that the Canucks have what it takes to dominate uh, a fairly mediocre lineup that the Wild present on offense. Uh, aside from a couple guys like Kevin Fiala. Um, you know, they're pretty old on offense and defense. Uh, Miko Koivu, their fourth-line center, is 37 years old. Uh, Eric Stahl, their first-line center, is 35 years old. Uh, Ryan Suter is 35 on the back end. He might be playing up to 30 minutes a night. So uh, I, I do believe if the if the Canucks can come out come out of the gate quick, come out of the gate fast, and, and, and get an early lead in the series here, I, I do think it'll be over quickly. But uh, what are your thoughts? Um. Yeah, you've pretty much covered quite a bit of it. Um, I'll just run through my predictions because you've done quite a the analysis. Um, I've I think Toronto takes uh, Columbus. I could see them going maybe four games, but I think Toronto just overpowers them with skill. Uh, I don't think Tortorello can lead this team. Just there's too much skill on that Toronto. Um, but that's the thing. Skill was what, what cost the Tampa Bay Lightning last year too. They weren't heavy enough. So it's not just about skill. Yeah, but, you know, Columbus is... Uh, a lot of people are talking about, like, hey, Columbus has, um, you know, Columbus, like, beat Tampa last year. Tampa was the favorites. Mm-hmm. I could see Columbus mm-hmm. destroying Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd give them that if, you know, their top four players didn't leave in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think Toronto takes it. I could see them going, uh, Columbus taking one, but... I think Toronto takes it. Um, originally I thought because you know I was it's I've been off of hockey. Now I I, I get away from hockey for a bit, and I think Mon- uh, Montreal's Carey Price is just a god. He's unstoppable. He's a brick wall, and he can steal any series. Oh, that. What's your power- prediction for the Habs and the Penguins? Because I'm I'm calling a Penguin sweep there. Ah, oh, that. I was like Canadians all the way until I saw that power play against Toronto. Ooh, yeah. Um, I I definitely see the Penguins winning this one. Their power, their special teams were not great. And don't forget uh, they picked up Jason Zucker too now, and so they're yes, a bit, bit so, more offensive power adding to that bunch there. So what do you think? Uh, Penguins in I, four, five. I think Penguins in five. Um, okay. I, yeah, I think Penguins in five. Because, yes, they did get Zucker, but they also had to give up a offensive talent in Alex Galchenyuk. Um, well, just... he, he wasn't playing that well with the Penguins. He, he He's done better for the Wild, um, you know, after the trade and the new coach that the Wild had. But uh, he didn't really quite fit too well with the Penguins when he was there. But you give him, you know, maybe, like, how how long has it been? I don't even know. But he's one of those. He's one of those. Go ahead. Uh, if, yeah, you're right. If he's one of those guys, if he's on, he's really on. But 
you know, he, he's going to be sometimes just off. And when he's off, he's really off. So, yeah, and, and he's one yeah. of those players that – so I'm thinking about what type of matchups that we're going to see, you know, Travis Green, coach of the Canucks, uh, put Pedersen up against. And, yeah, I see him matching Pedersen against the Galchenyuk line because Galchenyuk was a turnover machine this year. He w- he had a minus 2.0 uh, takeaway to giveaway ratio. So he's giving up the puck uh, an additional minus 2.0 times per 60 minutes. So – uh, it's it's quite brutal on that team. He was he was the standout in that regard, and I saw uh, as a centerman there. I think uh, you're going to see a lot of that top line uh, match up against him. So I'm not sure uh, how effective he'll be if that happens. Obviously, he's riding along with Marcus Foligno and Matt Matt Zuccarello. So that's a uh, he's got some talented wingers. Um, but if they don't have the puck, well, I mean, and they're going to be SOL, right? So uh, it'll be exciting to see that. Yeah. Um. So, looks like we've hit our time. Uh, so, thank you so much for coming on, uh, giving us a real Well, fun... be- before I go, uh, let's just do yeah. a real quick predictions through the series. I want to hear your predictions. So, go through, the, go through all, all right. your predictions. Let's... So, I, I see the New York Islanders taking Florida in four. I just think Florida gave away uh, Voracek to Carolina because they didn't think they yeah. were going to make the playoffs. Pandemic had other ideas. Uh, yeah, so, and Dabrowski is kind of a you know five nothing loss there, so he's he's kind of in mid season form already. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, I think I see New York in five. Uh, Carolina added Voracek. I just think the talents of Panarin and Mika Zibanejad yeah. overpower that Carolina Hurricanes team. I I know the Rangers dominated them this year in the regular season, but I I still I'm picking Carolina in five there. I think they have. They have a, a too too good of a, a coach, too good of a system, and and goaltending is their weakness. But I don't think goaltending is an exact strength for the Rangers that they got Gorgiev and and Lundqvist there. But uh, you know neither one of them has stolen the net. I think so. Uh, I, I believe the Hurricanes will, will pull it off. But who else we got next? Uh, we got the Flames, uh, the eighth seed, and then the <laughs> ninth seed, Winnipeg Jets. Ah, Jets in I three. Don't... Jets in three. <laughs> Jets in three. I don't. Connor Hellebuck is amazing. He is I amazing. I don't see the flame. The flames are going to choke it again. They're. Oh uh, yeah, I think they're so just, too. Yeah. Oh, they're not a good playoff performer. I don't. See- we need. We need some off-season drama, and Johnny Goudreau is going to be traded out of Calgary. So uh, I hope. Let's, let's see I it. hope. I. You know, that'd be interesting. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Goudreau. Uh. Calgary runs Goudreau out of uh, town. Winnipeg yeah. in three. What uh, else you got? Uh, we got the fifth seeded Edmonton Oilers versus the twelfth seeded Chicago Blackhawks. I'm gonna take the over talented, unfair Edmonton Oilers. It's just you know, I have well, they're have, top heavy talented, but yeah, over talented in that regard. Yeah, there is I got there, them is, too. there is four words why the Oilers are better than Blackhawks: Leon Drysaddle and then Connor, and Connor McDavid. McDavid. That's exactly. why, that's why they're gonna win that series. Uh, I'm with you. Let's go Nashville and then leave your Vancouver series for last. Uh, so Nashville, the sixth seeded team, versus the eleventh seeded Arizona Coyotes. Who you got? Well, I don't think the Coyotes are in any type of. Uh, there, there, there's a lot of off, like a turmoil going on in that organization. So I don't think they're in any position to really pull off a win here and go on any type of run. So I'm picking the Nashville Predators. I just think the hockey gods are frowning upon uh, Arizona right now and. Some changes are, are forthcoming in that regard. So I'll go Predators. They got a experience, more experienced team in that regard. I think the Predators have a really solid uh, goaltending uh, duo in Saros mm-hmm. and Rene. But um, I think 
There's too much ex- playoff experience in Phil the Thrill, Phil Kessel, on that Arizona Coyotes team. Really? I, 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 one player makes one that player much of a difference? Makes that much of a difference. He's a two-time, okay. two-time Stanley Cup champion, okay. Phil yeah, Kessel. Yeah. I think he leads this. Taylor, because, okay. yeah. Okay. I, it's a good pick. I mean, I, I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. They could do it. I, okay. I see Coyotes in five, but you okay. know, Taylor Hall's at the end of the day is a really good hockey player. Oh, he, I guess he's former MVP. But here's the thing: so if the Coyotes win, you don't see them winning in three or four. It's got to be five, right? But if Nashville wins, you could see three, four, or five. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I think so. So that's where I think we're both kind of leaning the Predators. But I, I'll, I'll take your, you know, that's a good, yeah. good, yeah, you're right, you're, the bold, yeah. bold pick there, right? Okay. What else you got? Yeah, Capitals versus uh, Capitals versus uh, who are they playing? they uh, um... uh, the Capitals are in the four game or the little four round robin tournament that they're doing. Oh, uh, they're not in the play. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so who else our we last matchup is your beloved uh, Vancouver Canucks versus. The... Oh, we covered all the play-ins already. Yeah, I think we have. Okay. Uh, so okay. So yeah, who do you got? Canucks. Who do you got? Canucks versus Wild. Who's your pick? I got Minnesota Wild in three. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got your typical Canucks. Leafs fan. <laughs> I got your Canucks in four. I see Minnesota. Okay. I like Dubnik, so I can I can see him pulling. Well, he's not even him. starting though. Stalock is starting. Stalock is starting. So. Oh. Okay, yeah. never mind. Uh, Vancouver in three, and uh, yeah, open and shut. <laughs> there you go. Let's end it on that note. On the Alex same Daylock, page. Alex Daylock is not going to beat the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> no, yes. they have a rookie goalie though that could come in and take over the series. Capo uh, uh, Kakonen. Uh, he he is uh, generating some buzz in, in Minnesota, and he could potentially, uh, you know, uh, he could come in pretty quick in the series if Staylock struggles out of the gate. Uh, as soon as game two, maybe. Or I mean, I, I talked to the Minnesota pod guys, uh, uh, the Soda Boys. They were talking about him potentially starting game one. It was kind of up in the air. So yeah, I mean, there's some, there's there's a potential for that upset, but I don't see it happening. No. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I had a blast. Yeah, it was really fun. Thanks for yeah. having me. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, and hope hope your listeners enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I'll do it again sometime. Yes, I'd love to have you back on the show. So uh, thank you so much for listening to our show. Go listen to The Large Cast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Go follow us on Twitter and Instagram and stream our other episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye.